0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me as always, he's in the other box, but I can't barely touch him. Look, you're so far away, Andy. Hi Andy, it's Andy Asimakis. Get,
1: get your grubby mitts off of me.
0: I will not. I refuse.
1: Get, some, get those fingies.
0: I refuse. I am I am well napped. <laughs> uh, I wiped the cr- the crust out of my eyes, mm. and, I, and I'm ready to do the hell out of this show. I'm mm-hmm. very excited. Folks, joining us this week is Greg Labanov, developer of Chicory, A Colorful Tale, a top-down adventure game in a coloring book world full of vibrant characters. Greg, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it's awesome to have you here. Um, actually, we just full disclosure to to our guests here or to our listeners. Um, you had to push this back because you guys had some pretty cool stuff going on tonight. Uh, do you want to share that with everybody before we get the ball really rolling here? Because that's uh, that pretty cool.
2: Yeah, we I mean we were nominated for the grand prize in the Independent Games Festival. Uh, awards which is really cool yeah it's a really huge honor yeah yeah
0: that that's fantastic and a lot of the uh, of our guests uh former guests of the show obviously um they all strive for that so you know congratulations on on that nomination um you know all the recognition is deserved um but folks If you have no idea what the hell you're listening to or watching, it's very simple. This is the Dual Screens Podcast. The Internet's number one indie developer interview podcast hosted by two people you've never heard of, probably. And the show posts each and every Friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home Pod Bean, and on a video version on youtubecom dual screens TV. Um, folks, this is uh, another reminder to please make sure you are subscribed to the correct feed. There are two feeds right now giving you this show. One is from our previous host that for some reason we cannot migrate from, we can't just swap your subscriptions over. It's just a thing that doesn't happen. So you have to go over there and make sure you're subscribed to the dual screens hosted one uh the RSS feed is a podbean feed. That is the one you want to go to. Um it is up there on Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, all that fun stuff. So go ahead and do that. Thank you very much. And now let's just dive right in. Let's get head first into it, Andy. That's let's, let's pitch it up I to have- you. Yes. I have a question. Yes, we have our ceremonial f- lead-off question of the show. Go ahead, Andy.
1: Now, I'm sure Greg has been asked this question a thousand and one times since the game has launched. But, Greg, what is your favorite food? Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh,
2: it's Indian curry. Ah. Mm, okay. Very good.
1: So, I asked that question for a very specific reason. Interesting. I, I do not know this who have reason. have not played the game, mm-hmm. like Steven, for example. Right. When you first boot up chicory, it asks you what your favorite food is. So I was like, huh, okay. So naturally, I typed in the word butt. B-U-T-T. Yeah, right. well, your favorite uh, food. Of right. course. It, it actually kind of is. Unbeknownst, unbe- <laughs> unbeknownst to me, that was my character's name. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone kept calling me butt. <laughs> So here I am on this beautiful, colorful, <laughs> emotional journey of self-discovery, uh-huh. and everyone just calling me butt uh-huh. <laughs> the entire time. This yeah. is why I think it's a strong game of the year, considering. Okay. <laughs> for, that, right. for that fact alone. But with that said, Greg, what is this game? Why do I love it so much?
0: <laughs> tell, tell us all, tell, tell us everything. Tell the listeners who have not heard of it.
2: I can't explain why you love it, but I can explain that the game is um, essentially a top-down Zelda game in a coloring book world. Mm-hmm. Um, the story uh, is basically that, you know, it's a black and white world and there's a magical brush that has the power to fill the world in with color. And so this brush is wielded by this like legendary super celebrity artist named Chickory that like everyone is in love with. Um, but at the beginning of the game, Chickory disappears and all the color in the <laughs> world disappears with her. So you play as Chickory's number one fan janitor. Uh, and you decide to take up her, her brush in her absence uh, to try to fill in for her and figure out what happened to her and
1: where all the color went, basically. Hmm. Yeah, it's the kind of game that makes you wish I had children <laughs> while I'm playing it. And Steven, shame on you because you have kids. There is no video game on Earth. Game with.
0: I'm telling you right now, there's no video game on Earth that could convince you to have children after you have children. <laughs> There's, there is no video game on earth that could do that for you. Children are wonderful. I love them dearly, but no, I'm sorry. The video games aren't the thing that's going to make you as a, as a current holder of children (laughs) to continue to want to procreate, uh, yeah so what so you said Zelda you know you, you use that that legend of Zelda uh in that Greg uh what do we what are we talking about what kind of mechanics are we talking about are we talking about like world design like how everything kind of fits fits together get the item go to the next thing kind of thing like what what, what kind of gameplay are we talking about
2: yeah the overall structure is is very Zelda like so um but also kind of the moment to moment it's a top-down camera so it looks a little bit like a link to the past or a link to sure. awakening is probably our closest comparison it's very like screen based so you're exploring the world in, in four directions, um, the maps are interconnected, you'll solve puzzles uh, and explore and then get like new abilities so that when you, you get to new places, and uh so it goes, right? Until you discover the whole map and, and explore the whole world. So that, that basic structure is very zelda like mm-hmm. There are some differences. Like there's no combat in the game moment to moment. It's all about just puzzle solving and exploration and, and painting. Okay. So the, the pacing is really different. It's a game where nothing ever jumps out at you or attacks you. You're not expected to like, yeah, like uh do action at any at any moment's notice. It's really a lot more about taking things at your own pace and exploring and just finding secrets and things. Cool. Um yeah
0: how how do you keep the uh the engagement moving forward at, at a at a at a desired pace when 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 you're balancing that as as your gameplay mechanics um this the,
2: the the pacing in general for this game is like a really interesting weird thing because like different players take this game at a completely like wildly different pace some people okay. who, are, who are who are coming at it like as an adventure zelda game they tend to be pretty goal oriented and so like, you know, you always know what you're supposed to do next. You know like where the next problem is, where the next dungeon or whatever it is. So people will like beeline, they'll just go to the next problem, they'll solve the puzzles, they'll solve the puzzles, they'll beat the bosses, they'll get the abilities, they'll solve the puzzles until you know they'll get through the whole game in like under 10 hours and 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 generally have a really good experience with it. Um, but then some people will just take their Dear sweet time on every single screen, their color in every flower, every tree, every cloud. And like mm. some character will talk to them and be like, like, oh my God, there's this huge problem and like you have to come save us. And they'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll get to that right away. And then they'll just start coloring in some flowers and follow <laughs> an insect around and help someone design their pizza shop. And then they'll be like, oh, my God, wait, there was this really important thing I was supposed to do. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. And they'll just go back to coloring the flowers or something like <laughs> Yeah,
1: the meteor is crashing down on the world. It's like,
0: <laughs> oh, but I, I'm going to, you know,
1: uh, but I have side quests. What do you, what do you mean? Gonna, there are question gonna, marks on this map. I'm going <laughs> to color inside the lines. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of colors, Greg, what? what can you define what a tough color is to me? I'm a a, 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 bur- a burning question, because I'm you know, you hear a phrase like "I want tough colors" in the game, like chicken. Uh-huh. I'm like, what is that even? Like blood, blood red, or like, how would you describe that?
2: Uh, tough colors <laughs> are whatever colors you decide are tough is how we is how we put it. Yeah, because it doesn't really mean anything, right?
1: <laughs> but I would say any color Bob Ross brought up. Is a tough color like Van Dyke blue? Van Dyke like these, blue, yeah, yeah. These yeah. like weird like
0: <laughs> things. Canary you would bring yellow, up. <laughs> cerulean,
1: whatever. So midnight black, great, great color, great color. Where did this idea come from? Because you're coming off of one of my favorite games ever, uh, Wander Song, which mm-hmm. I, I think I was shocked that uh, this game was actually made by the same person. I was like, oh, the guy that made that Austin game made this game, because that was like a very quiet reception that game came out and you know we're more plugged into the indie scene than most folks are so we knew mm-hmm. about that when it was released but it wasn't a lot of fanfare but this game it like exploded when it came on the scene it was like i saw a headline after headline a news article it was like wall-to-wall coverage like a mm. huge difference between releases yeah um yeah I, I don't fully know how to explain that to be
2: honest um but I think I think a big part of it is that a lot of those people who were yeah who are like as you say plugged into the indie scene like mm-hmm. Song had it wasn't like I had a huge audience but a lot of like the tastemakers like journalists and whatever people like knew about the game and knew it was good or at least thought it was good um and so even though like at the time of its launch like there are a lot of reasons why it never like spread super far I think when we announced that we were working on something else there were a lot of people who were like you know, for whatever reason, didn't have a chance to cover Wander Song um, when it came out, but they were really excited to try to cover the next thing, you know, because they, <laughs> yeah. they were really
0: excited about it. They want to get in on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They,
2: so, I, yeah.
0: Andy, we heard about that uh, about Wander Song from a previous guest, if I remember correctly.
1: I believe so. There was
0: there was one of our guests, one of our indie developers. Oh, right. Yeah, right. And you're he's totally like, right. you know yeah. what I'm playing? I'm playing this amazing game, Wander Song. It yeah. goes into like a 15 minute. Oh, discussion yes. on it. And I can't remember what guest that was. Oh, flashback. But Holy shit. Absolutely <laughs> adored it. And that's how it got on our radar. And then we took, wow. you know, yeah, it was it was really cool. I want to know who that
1: was. I'm really curious. We have to go. Yeah, we have to, I got back.
0: to go, through archives, go, go to the archives. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. We, can we get an intern episodes. to do that? Um, <laughs> Two hundred interviews, dude. So yeah, might yeah, take a while. at least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- I mean, that that's that's very uh, that's interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it uh, for, from that lens of like, no, people people like the game, but they were kind of late to the party, and they don't want to, so they're going to just be super in tune to what's next. And I mean, that's kind of what happened with us as well. Is like we knew that sure. game, you know, through the grapevine, but it was we were a little late to the game, and your name was put on a list of like, let's reach out and you know get them on the show, and like, and Andy's very good with that. Andy Andy chases down every single guest, and well, like his list no. is floppy disks long
1: i was like <laughs> chicory looks dope as hell i gotta see who made this thing
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i but i remember specifically when when we heard about song that is why we wanted to get you on the show it was for that game and then wow. everything kind of just happened the way it happened but we're, we're very happy to have you here
2: thank you uh, yeah i mean I'm, I'm glad i'm it's cool you about song
1: as well no. So, where did this magical adventure come from? Was it like always in the back of your mind while you were making Wander Song? How'd you go from song to the coloring book? Um, I didn't start thinking about this game until uh in the space
2: between when Wander Song was finished and before it came out, because there's that weird awkward window where you're not allowed to work on the game and you don't have anything to do. So I started thinking about what I was gonna do. Um, and at the time, I guess the idea that I had was just like, you know, making a musical adventure game was really fun. Can you make a game where people, where the, the main thing you do all the time is just drawing? That was like mm. the, it was kind of a question. Mm. I didn't know if there was like a good game there, but I was just curious if it, it could exist because okay. I've, played, I've played games that had drawing in them before. There are quite a few, but I haven't played a game that mixes adventure with drawing and also where drawing is like the thing that the main actually way that you interact with everything. Um, and it took a few uh, bad ideas to get to um, what ended up being Chicory. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was really surprised kind of once I found a lot of the pieces in Chicory, um, just how well a lot of those things clicked together and how, I don't know how many cool things that we could do with this game that I hadn't seen done before. So at some point it just started, it felt like it was building itself, you know, like it was really fun to work on and every idea like led to another really fun idea and that idea led to another fun idea. And yeah, mm. before you know what game's done and huge.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, can, can you explain a little bit about, you know, those ideas that became another idea? Can you give us a specific example?
2: um i think the big thing that like like made this game work in my head was the the top-down zelda perspective because before that i was trying things like side scrollers i was trying like puzzle platformers and physics things and lots of stuff with um drawing but the main problem with a lot of those is that like when like they like they, okay so for example let's say it's a platformer where you can draw platforms right mm-hmm. um, seems really cool uh, but the problem is like how do you make okay so then like what's a what's what's a level design like what's a really hard challenge where it's really hard to draw platforms to get to the end of the level or something mm-hmm. uh, there's basically none because you can draw anything right so how do you make that hard uh, I guess you make zones where you can't draw or you make it so the player has like limited ink or something. So you have so much ink and I, I know those games exist. And the way those games play is like, they're not a drawing game anymore. It's like a resource management game where you're trying to draw like the, you know, just enough platform to make it or draw around the boundaries of this, you know, no draw zone or whatever, right? Like Got it. Yeah. Then, then, then you're not drawing for fun anymore. Now you're just solving a puzzle physics box. Right. And drawing is like, you don't even remember that you're playing a drawing game. So, I was trying to find something where the the core interaction like made you like draw for fun basically, right? Uh, Which is hard. (laughs) But this other other thing was like a really cool solution because then it was like, yeah, the entire screen is a canvas. You can draw and like things interact with your drawing, but you can also draw and things don't interact with that. And there doesn't have to be a limit on how much you draw. Like you can do so much stuff with that. Um, And then once that was figured out, it was like, wow, like, You know you can like like the map can show you drawings you've had before like you remember where you've been before because there's drawings there like the way things interact with colors can be really cool and yeah etc so yeah (laughs) that was like that was like the the core piece that kind of solved it for me
1: Mm. yeah and everything is also persistent which is like triggers my ocd like oh crap Uh there's a horrible doodle like five screens back that's always going to be there
0: (laughs) (laughs) right Yeah. So, I mean, you think of it like when you were talking about going back and going back to the beginning of like when you when you were sketching in this game, like that reminds you of like it it, of almost like tickling a little bit of nostalgia. Like when you go back at your old drawings as a kid or I look at my son's drawings from when he started uh, kindergarten to when he finished kindergarten, seeing like the change, like, yeah, you're not, you know, seeing yourself evolve, you know, with age and mentally but you're seeing the your mechanics that you're learning in the game as you go evolving and getting better and so you can go back to that beginning andy and you look oh my god what did i do i was so stupid and it was only 10 hours ago yes you know it was only (laughs) 10 hours ago you were that dumb caveman
2: (laughs) yeah but i I think that experience is part of what makes the game really cool like because like in any exploration game like that coming back to an old area it always has that sense of nostalgia like oh yeah this town i remember when i solved this problem but yeah, like the fact that it also has the drawings you made at the time, I think gives you this like stronger connection, you know, like you remember how you were feeling and like the drawings remind you of like, I don't know, yeah, whatever, whatever you're thinking at the time. And yeah, I, I think that part's really cool um, for this game.
0: Do you have any fond memories of when you were a little one drawing, like any, any fond drawing stories that you have?
2: I drew like crazy when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I have, when I go back to like my, my parents' house is just full and full of piles of comics. I drew like like pages and pages and pages, like hundreds of pages of comics. Oh, that's um, awesome. They were always like, it was like Dragon Ball Z mixed with sure. Zelda, yeah. like whatever things I liked as a kid, just all mashed I, up together. Yeah, that makes, a lot, um,
0: that makes sense absolutely 100 yeah, they're stupid but really <laughs> no no cute. i'm saying legitimately it makes sense like that that yeah. was basically my world it's like let me let me get batman versus vegeta let's go Who's yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah <laughs> uh so yeah it's key to look at now
1: <laughs> how do you build a story that has like some pretty serious tones in such a childish package because it's very disarming <laughs> because mm-hmm. you go into this game and it's like here's a brush and you can use like a touchpad to move it around or your right stick and it's like oh wow i can like draw shit anywhere i want to mm-hmm. and you're this little cute dog in this mm-hmm. really cute world and then like shit gets real mm-hmm. at times <laughs> and, 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 it's then, like, and then it becomes I wasn't new, an episode of svu i, <laughs> I just wanted to color <laughs> yeah i was misled (laughs)
2: um yeah i mean well we we don't really set out with the goal of making something that's like like emotionally deep or whatever um i think a lot of this stuff i mean my my aim is just to tell to to be genuine to the characters in the story um and like the you know I, i just try to like let a lot of those feelings develop organically i mean in our case it's like you're playing as this like number one fan janitor character who's just like lands in this role of the all-important artist wielder who takes the place of her like you know her hero right um and that's just like i don't know to tell that story and not to touch on the things that are going through that person's head as they're dealing with that it just didn't you know when it wouldn't feel honest to me so in some ways it's right. like it felt like it came up really naturally it felt like it was what the game wanted to do um so yeah i mean that's that's how we end up doing that stuff uh- <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I,
1: feel, I feel like it's all of us, like that hero worship that lives inside all, every single individual, like someone you look up to. And then being in that role yourself is a little bit strange. Mm.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much there. I mean, I guess part of it, too, is that like... Um, it, not just me like everyone who worked in this game you know we're all creative types of people and like we all deal like you know like this you know no one no in one this and who worked in the game are the characters in the game one to one but definitely like everything that happens to the game is a reflection of like our experience as creators and stuff and it's mm. like you know t- just telling a story in the space it's just hard not to think about you know all the ways that this intersects with our life experience and like things that we deal with. So yeah, it just makes us want to talk about it and, and, and find a place for those things because to us, you know, it's, it's all, it's all mixed up for us, right? Like it's all like the making of this game and like our, our personal lives and how we feel about all that. It's all mixed up. So like it all comes together for us and it goes into the game together too, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I should have known from Wonder Song because that's the kind of game where that story, you have to be in it to love it. And I love that game story. So I should have known that this gonna be some sort of emotional journey but again it's just when you go in (laughs) when you go in there and it's like it's not gonna make me cry or is it (laughs) i can't i'm too emotional over here in my household these days (laughs) i hope it's enjoyable (laughs) it is i think that's that's the cornerstone like if you can evoke that kind of a reaction it's something is being done very very right Mm. and even through that emotional experience, it's it's all joy, because I feel like when the game can get that response from me, it's it's firing on all cylinders, and mm-hmm. that's what this game does. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm glad that it meant something.
2: Also, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna switch gears just a little bit because oh, sure. we we have a lot of um we have a we have aspiring developers that listen to the show all the time Mm. and nobody just wakes up and is like I I I made Wander song like that doesn't just happen so why don't we go back hit the rewind button tell us how you got into game development how did you get started um, so, I mean, um, like
2: I talked about how I always do comics as a kid. Like mm-hmm. I've just always, I've always been really into making stuff. And aside from doing comics, I actually was also like pretty obsessed with drawing, like like making like board games and card games and stuff. Like I have like a sure. Oh knockoff card game that I made and oh, like wow. board games and stuff. Like, crap. I mean, it's crap. It's just like markers and, and scissors and glue holding things together. But it was really like, I just always have, I loved making that kind of stuff. And so yeah. when, um, like I, I got really into making games because I, yeah, I, I got a computer. I, I learned how to program like HTML, and then I started googling around for like how to make games, and found software called Game Maker that lets you make games. Yep. And that's still the software that I use right now to make uh, Wander Song and Chicory. So, um, yeah, it's 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 just a, like for me, it's kind of been something that I've always been um, like I've always loved doing, mm-hmm. and it kind of was like a like it wasn't until late in high school when I realized that this thing that I just loved doing for fun could be a career of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like in a way, like it's something that I I still try to stay in touch with those like that. Like I try to think of my of myself that way when I think about like making games and stuff. Right, like for me, it's a thing that I do because I love it. That like, right, yeah, as a passion, and not like yeah, because <laughs> it helps me remind myself to have fun doing it too. Right? right, that I'm not that I'm not just doing it like for for like a job or whatever.
1: Right, but and you and you you've had that point in your life where rent was uncertain. Like, can I pay my rent bill this month? Oh yes. And and I'm making this awesome game like. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> How do I juggle these two things right now?
2: <laughs> that was that was yeah that was me for a really 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 long time um, mm-hmm. <laughs> until until like long after Wander Song came out um, when it suddenly things kind of shifted and, and became comfortable. Um, Since so been like honestly, working on Chicory was a really new experience in that way as well. Where like yeah like my. Like I I was for the first time like certain that I could finish the game and like I was gonna be able to pay my rent the whole time and you know pay everyone who worked on it and and on time and everything like yeah so that was that was really different and and really cool and I'm grateful for that like I don't take for granted how lucky that is. Um, But yeah for a long time like it wasn't it wasn't super uh, easy. And I think like, like my even like. If I think about, like, what made me get to the point that I'm at now, I mean, I think it really was, like, I spent a long time making games that weren't that great, and <laughs> even though I loved it, even though, like, it was so important to me, like, the games I made weren't always that great, and I, you know, I just had to try and fail and try again, and, and you know, just, like, eke my web bit by bit and make things that were just slightly better and just slightly better until I made something that was, like, really worth people's time and, and mm. kind of broke through, um, and, you um, Yeah, like if I was starting out now, like I, you know, it's like there's no, there's no easy route to it. There's no easy route that I know. Some people, I guess, like fall into success, but that wasn't, that didn't feel like it was the case for me. It really felt like we, I was around, just around for a long time trying (laughs) until we landed here.
0: Yeah, a a lot of the times we don't see the the failing up the hill. You know, like we don't really see that as consumers or, or even as pundits, we don't really see that. But you you lived it every day. But what we see, we see Wander song and we see Chicory. Like that's what we saw. So you're obviously doing something very, very right um throughout that 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 process. So that's gotta be something that gives you confidence when you're thinking on your next project, no? Uh
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm I feel like on the next like I I feel I feel more certain that the next project I can I can do something. Like I think the big difference honestly is that before Song, like, I spent a lot of time working on games that had a really small scope that I knew at any time I could say, okay, like, I, the game has to come out, like, you know, this in the next couple of weeks because, like, I need money basically, right? So, right. like, okay. I was always, I was always thinking, like, well, you know, it's for my fast outs to get money as soon as possible kind of thing. Um, and then Song was, like, the first time where I had, I had a bit of runway. We had a Kickstarter that was successful and I was able to, I was able to say, okay, like, I can spend a year or two years on this game uh, and really try to make something bigger and then for chicory as well it was the same thing it was like i can i can i have i, ha- I can breathe i can like i can spend like almost two years on this project and really make something cool and I, I have that again on the next game right i know that i can spend at least a year or two working on it and not have to work you know it won't be it won't be like a problem i'm not going to be, be bankruptcy at the end of it um
1: and that's like yeah it's just it's just yeah it's nice
2: <laughs>
1: what, yeah. Uh, what was it like when uh a publisher came knocking on your door when Finji was like hey greg why don't you come over here we like what you're doing with this chicory thing it fits our our catalog of awesome games what was that experience like for you uh, getting, getting yeah. supported by, by i mean a publisher?
2: incredible i mean we with wandersong we actually worked with the publisher as well um with humble and we spent a lot of time like again it's like it's like the experience was so different because like on wandersong it was like we had like a barely successful kickstarter we like went for two years i'm like i was like seriously I'm out of money i was like i need Funding and I was like talking to publishers and like talking to publishers, like, you know, as an unknown person making this musical adventure game that, you know, in a, like, a made up genre that has never been done before. Like, it was really hard to, you know, convince people, you know, why it was worth their time. Um, and another thing, it also is just like because our team is so small and like our budget was so small, like, there were honestly, that was actually what brought problem going to publishers because. What publishers look for is like they want they want to make a big investment on a big team that's going to make big money like they want to give you like a million dollars and make like you know the next like fortnight or something right? right and i'm like hey i just need like 10 grand to make like the next few months of rent like <laughs> 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 and like what's the minimum thing that i can give you for this money like please like kind of thing right um so like way i with Wander song it was really and it was challenging it was challenging in a lot of ways whereas with chicory it was complete opposite where like we were i was like i don't even think i need a publisher like we'll be okay our kickstarter did really well and like our team is still small we can afford it and then like finji reached out to us and they were like hey we really want to work with you and even then i was like well like i mean like you're very cool but like do we need a publisher in this relationship until like wow what a flip like i don't know i know yeah yeah i don't know we'll see (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, but like like talking to them and, and and looking at what they had to offer and stuff, it was like it was yeah an easy choice to make. Like they they added so much value to the team. Like so many things could not, we could not have done without them. Um, like I, I have no regrets about it. But again, like you know, it's just the the, uh, the total difference in, in our our situation. Right, was mm. was so apparent even there. Um, yeah, and like it like honestly it was a bit of a dream come true working with Vinji like I've known um, Adam and Becca who who run kind of the the publishing side of it I've known them for a long time like I really respect uh their taste in games I mean their their work in games like I think they're really cool people who are really smart and for them to say like you know that they like what we're doing and they like our games and they want to work with us I mean that's a really big deal like it means a lot especially because like they don't publish very many games like you know they literally have like three projects at a time or something and each one really like they they sign up because they really it means something to them right it's not like an investment they're trying to like make a double return on or something yeah they're not it's just like, trying to
0: flip the property right yeah now. which which is what
2: which is how we felt working with their publishers are talking to their publishers right like for them it's seriously like they do it because they want these games to exist and they really love them right. and that's yeah it's, it's totally different. <laughs> like that's, that's really honestly mm. like a big, a big reason why it, we felt good working with them is because that's how we want to make our games, right? That's how we think about them is like, they really are like works of, of love and passion for us. And like the people who work on them are friends and we want it to feel like that, you know, it's not, it's not like a business enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> at the
0: end of the day. Can, can you get a little granular about what the publisher, I'm sorry, what was the name of the publisher?
2: Fingy. for finji finji
0: yeah um yeah. what did they bring to the table specifically uh give a give a small example of something that you don't you feel like you couldn't have gotten this game completed without um
2: uh, yeah i mean if you want like if you want all the de- i mean so for one yeah, thing just they did a, give
0: me a couple you know a couple of granular <laughs> details because like we like to get behind the curtain a little bit and see how the sausage is made right um yeah
2: i mean like if you so like one like okay qa was a huge thing like we did not have qa on on okay. song or we had very little of it like it literally was just me playing through the game um but with finji like they have full time people who just do qa and that means like i mean that's huge um, yeah like yeah, quality assurance like they play through yeah. the game over and over again they find issues they get really good at it. they get really good at finding the problems um that was a really huge difference like they found so many issues that i know that had i been doing this myself i would not have found until mm-hmm. you know the game had come out and had caused problems for a lot of players uh so like, like this game when it came out, um, we had way more people playing the game at launch and we had way fewer bugs reported than Wander Song. Wow. And that's, that's like, yeah, it's it's a huge like it, it just meant our, our launch was so much less like stressful and that's like uh invaluable. Um and the other thing is like a, a publisher like that, like they they do a lot of um like they they basically talk to the big platforms for us. So like when Sony says, like, hey, we want to put your trailer in a show, or Sony says, hey, like, whatever like we want to have this feature on the console or like hey we want you to localize this language or whatever like anything that like any conversation that happens between Sony and mm-hmm. like things they want from our game or whatever like that's something the publisher basically like they they do all the communication on that stuff right so like basically they answer emails to me yeah <laughs> like i don't answer nearly as many emails as i as i had to on Wander Song or as i would have had to like had we you know not come to work with the publisher and that that is also invaluable because like my time basically just goes towards Making the game as good as possible, mm-hmm. and Finji handles like, you know, like finding out what what needs to be done and what order does need to be done when our deadline is like, what you know, what trailers need to be done when, how long do they have to be, what resolution do they have to be in, like whatever. Right. right? Like, they know that stuff, and they just give me like the basic instructions so we know yeah. what to do next, right? And that stuff is really really helpful. Like it's 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 like. And we yeah uh, it's crazy actually how much of the game that is right like how much work they are doing that i don't have to do and yeah how much and i appreciate that i really appreciate that it's
0: kind of like a band manager in a way like yeah, the band just wants to write music and play the shows like they don't want to know they don't want to figure out how to get to the venue yeah what the gate split is like or uh, where yeah, they're playing like, yeah, yeah like they just want to go and do the show and like that yeah
2: give me give me the dates give me give me the van give yeah. me the gas right yeah, like exactly <laughs> give
0: me the driver whatever you know yeah that no that that's that's really helpful like we we of course you're going to hear horror stories of publishers you know and, and you alluded to it that you know some didn't give you the warm and fuzzies based on you know whether it's first impressions or their offers or what they could bring to the table um yeah. without saying names can you can you t- uh give us an example of something that just didn't feel right to you like what made it not a good fit for you um
2: it, i mean like i mean for a basic level like some publishers are just gonna try to get money out of you right so they'll Mm -hmm. they'll give you terms that are like extremely the publisher's favor um and Like, it can be, um, like in some, I mean, yeah, yeah, like in some, some, some publishers up there are not even probably just investors situations can be really predatory because they'll offer you a huge amount of money that, and it can be really appealing to somebody who is in, in, you know, in a crisis and and needs a lot of money, but then it comes with strings attached, right? It's not like you just get that money and now you have money. It's like, you get that money and then you don't make money when your game comes out. Like all the money forever belongs to a publisher kind of thing. Like that's on a basic level. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really value like having ownership of my game after it's out, right? Yeah, because right. that's like the most sad thing is when you put all this love and effort into a game and it comes out and it's like you realize that you don't even own any part of it anymore, right? Like like this publisher owns all the everything that comes from it and like you know um, stuff that came up with Monster Song and like I I like I I can't like I don't I don't I, this is like it's not like it's even um, this is not like a predatory thing. It's not like a manipulative thing. It's just like a fact of these kinds of relationships, like. Um, like putting out patches for a game that's been out for a long time, if it's not making a lot of money, like at some point, the returns on that effort, you know, start to go down, mm-hmm. and the you know the cost of the time it takes, you know. So for example, like Song has a couple bugs in it. They're really obscure. Like very, very few people will get it, and very few people are even playing the game now, right? So it's like, you know, like a percent of a percent of one in every thousand. You know, like, you know, so like, you know, in in you know, two years' time, like, you know, two people will see a bug like this kind of thing, right? So, like, uh, so there's this cr- like weird crashes you can get to. And there's things that, like, things that I would probably fix if it was just me deciding this stuff. Right. Right. Um, but it's not just me because to do it, like, we have to hire a programmer in and that costs, that's like budget. And that's like, that's on the publisher's side of things to do that. And the programmers they're working with are working on their projects right now and to pull them off of those projects to work on, you know, a patch for two crashes for this game that's been out for two years, you know, like that kind of thing. It's like. Sure. Right. So again, it's like it's like not even it's not like it's not like they're evil, but it's like because there's all because there's this middleman in the way, because this stuff isn't decided by me personally, because it's like a factor of budget, of time, of resources and not just like I want to have the best game out there because I love it. Like things, you know, that's that's how like you can end up with a game that's like missing a couple of fixes on a console or something. Right. Like, (laughs) um, yeah, I don't know if that was
1: really boring, but that's 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 what the (laughs) show's about, man. That's that's, this is what the show's about. yeah, we're not, not going to get a uh chicory splatoon battle royale game in the near future. The near future. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Since you own the IP and not some like mega evil conglomerate that wants to like monetize the shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
1: yeah. So yeah, I do want to ask though. Like, the getting this getting this game on on PlayStation uh consoles, are you in those chats at all with Sony, or is it just all on on, on Finji's end?
2: Um, so it really was basically just on Finji, and that was, like,
1: um, a big deal for me. So,
2: like, we, uh, yeah, it's, like, they would just they would just say things to me that would, like, blow my mind. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, Sony, like, wants you to, like, launch, like, exclusively on their console, and, like, they're making offers like this, and they want to have, they want to put your trailer, like, in E3 or whatever, like, stuff. And mm. it's, you know, like, I'm, I'm like, this, you know, this, we're just five people making a game about a, you know, painting dog, right? Like, get- <laughs> yeah, like, say- <laughs> You mean Sony of like the, the company? Like,
0: <laughs> I think you meant to say sunny. Yeah. Sunny like, is your yeah.
2: friend, your friend, sunny, right? Like- not like,
1: <laughs> is it Sony? the cheap knockoff? Is it the poly <laughs> station five? I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: so yeah, like that. And that, that is how that information reached me is like, they're just like, yeah, we're in communication with Sony and they said this and it's like, okay, holy shit. So I guess that's real then. Um, like, uh, yeah, and like, and then that's like again a, a huge part of it because obviously like we're not talking just to one platform. We're talking to a lot of people about a lot of different possibilities, and like, they have the purview to to you know talk to all these different people to find out all all of what's available and help us figure out like what is like like we have options and what is the best of these options. Like how do we get mm-hmm. the best outcome for this game um, and for everybody? And like, you know, you just like the fact that like like it's not just that they're doing it for me. It's also they're really wise. Mm-hmm. Like. They, they have experience. they, they, they've seen like a million deals before and they know when something's good and they know when something's not, and they can help me know like that I'm walking into something that's like a good idea for me. Right. And like, that's, that's deeper than just like, like business knowledge and like, like, you know, try an investor trying to make a return. That's like people who really have experience and care about this game's outcome and like want us to like have a good outcome for us. Right. Like Mm -hmm. they're making, they're making this decision. Like, you know, like, cause like, like for example, like there's, there's you could you could get an offer that's like, hey, like we'll, you know, like uh, how do I put this? Like, you know, like 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 they they're thinking about like, you know, what's a reasonable deadline for this team to work on, right? Like, like how much time do we need? And like, sure, like they say they'll give you X amount of dollars to do this, but like is X amount of dollars enough to actually do what they're asking us to do? And like, can right. we get more to do that thing? Like you're thinking about our health and our and our team safety and like what's actually gonna make us happy, right? right. Like like what's good for and what's good for the game and good for the fans and what do people actually want and like they, they know they are factoring all this stuff in right it's not just trying to make a return on investment basically mm. like there's they yeah
0: yeah um so we're when we're plugged into the, the Twitter troll scene mm-hmm. as as best and and a lot of arguments that come down. <laughs> Uh, about, there's a lot of arguments currently about big publishers or, or these co- the console makers or whatever you want to say. I mean, we'll just call it like it is. The Sonys uh, of the world, the Xboxes of the world, the Nintendos of the world that go and purchase uh, console exclusive rights, whether timed or not, whatever. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to people who... For, for example, there are some people that say I hate you know they're why would a developer do this? They're taking their game away from other people that could play it, um, and they're like oh they're greedy greedy developers just taking the pot of money because they you know what do they care or you know I mean y- I mean you you get it I'm I'm sure you, you see it whenever because I mean these these <laughs> yeah. students they're they're always buying and selling and they're, they're all this other stuff um, right. so can you explain from your perspective as a five person team. What advantages a Sony coming to you and saying, or we we want to make, we want you to make something for our E three and for and we want you to be on our on our console exclusively, and what that looks like from from your perspective?
2: Yeah, I mean stuff like that. It it there's there's a million different ways to look at it, really. Um, but I mean like like the the one thing that I would say to anyone who like really feels like insulted by that stuff, first of all, is that like like these games mean a lot to us. like, no matter how much excited, you know, you think you are about this game, like the people who are working on it, like we are more excited more in love with this game than you yeah. are. And like, <laughs> like, we're not making decisions yeah. like to, to like, you know, try to trick you or like steal from you. Right. Like we're thinking about the best interests of like, like we care about this game. We want to have the best outcome for it. So like when we're making decisions like this, like we're thinking about what's best for the project. Um, And like in the case of chicory, I mean, okay. So like, When someone like Sony offers to put you in something like E3, for example, like that's an opportunity that I can say that like is very rare, like we could not have gotten that same opportunity had we worked like with other platforms or whatever um and it makes a big difference for us because like we're not a big name studio and like if we right. were 93 there's a lot of people who wouldn't have known idea that our game existed that know about it now right and that means a lot more to us than being on x platform like right now basically right mm. um so that stuff is really valuable and not only that but it's also like um like i i i, I i'm like i, I there's this like there's there's stuff that i, I can't talk about that i can't talk about sure. but there are definitely like invisible ways that it makes the game better when we have, like, the, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what I can say that we get, but, like, we, we, we are, I can, I can say that the game is better, I can say that we made a better game, that we were able to make a better game, All um, right. like, um, like, I talked about, like, funding from Kickstarter and stuff like that, I mean, just, like, having, having more time to, like, work on this project and to, like, refine parts of it, to add features for things and whatever, like, yeah, we, we end up with something that we're happier with. that, And in the long term, I think, like, makes a better product. The fact that, like, our reviews are so good right now, like, I think that reflects the fact that we had, like, a lot of um, breathing room, basically, to make the project that we wanted to. And that wouldn't have been possible without my partnerships um, that we've had. So, like, yeah, hmm. it's a big
0: deal. <laughs> it, it sounds yeah. like you you had, you know, the, the, the phrase, too many hands in the cookie jar? I've heard that, yeah. It sounds like you have t- a lot of hands putting cookies in the cookie jar. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what this sounds like. It's like, hey, no, no, no. Here's a couple of cookies, man. No, you got this. Go yeah. do your thing, have a have, pour yourself oh, a that, glass of milk and enjoy, you know?
1: That, that jar is a little empty. I'm gonna put a few yeah. more in there while you I'm at it. Of, it really
2: it, it really is how it feels, um, like right now. And I yeah, and again, like, I can't emphasize like how grateful we are for how like how lucky we've been with with the opportunities that we've had. And again, how different it was from breaking on the last thing. And I, I really do think a lot of it is like a lot of people were really big fans of Wonder Song and like we're just like I'm. So sorry that we didn't get to fund your like. Finji was like, you know, we loved Wander Song, and we had three games coming out at the time. We would have loved to publish you then. Please, Aww. come and publish your next game. You know, it was like, oh
1: wow, you know. And it was like
2: I had no idea that you even <laughs> liked Wander Song. You know, like <laughs> 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 like and like a lot of a lot of the conversations that we had with with um platforms like that's how it started. Like I like like um, Greg Rice runs the PlayStation like the PlayStation. We reach out and like he was one of the biggest proponents for Wander song after it came out, like he loved like after the game came out and he played it with his kids. And he was like, I love this game so much. Like, how can I help this game like go farther? And like, like, and then he like ended up getting a job at Sony and he was like, chicory, like, please let me get on this. Like, I will like, like, I want to give you guys the best opportunity I can. Like, That's I awesome. want, I want. Yeah. Indeed. So like oh, like so many of the conversations kind of started off on that foot. It was like, hey, like you know, we sorry we missed out on Wander Song. Can we help you this time? Like kind of thing. And it's it is really really heartwarming. <laughs> it's like it? it's Great. like it's like the best problems to have in this industry.
1: <laughs> yeah, it
2: is. I mean, yeah, it's it's like yeah. I can I can I can definitely say that when Wander Song came out, like there was a bit of a hopeless feeling at the time. It was like you know, like I I thought the game was really good and I really did care about it a lot and like that feeling of just like. How do you reach people? Like, how do you let people know? Like, that this game, like, I don't know, that this game is good. But of course, there's a million games coming out every day, and a lot, like, right. there's right. so many good yeah. games, right? So, like, you know, it's not like we were, yeah. It's everyone struggles with this, right? It's not just us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, it's like, it's, it's crazy because I never envisioned at the time when the game was coming out and just seeing how slow things were. I never thought that we would somehow get to, to this, that I would get to be at a point where I was like, everyone loved Wonder Song and we got some opportunities out of it. Like, it just didn't seem like that was gonna happen. For us, so yeah,
1: uh, life has a way. <laughs> Are you seeing more folks like going back who haven't played Wander Song knowing you made that game? Some more sales being picked up, like, oh, these guys they made trick of me this other game, I'm gonna go pick that up as well. Anecdotally,
2: yes, I have seen that. I haven't actually checked our sales numbers to mm-hmm. see if they like bumped up or something, but do it I know. Go,
1: come on, do it live, <laughs> doing it live. Uh, I don't feel like fucking into all that stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, I I suspect that there probably was like the slightest little bump on it. And I bet it's going to mm-hmm. go up as, as like to yeah. grease around for a long time. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. really
0: nice. All right, Andy, it's time. Oh, boy. It's time to slip into time. Our comfortable rapid fire pajamas. And it's now time to really get to know you, Greg, because that's okay. what's important here. We got mm-hmm. we we got some psychological stuff out of you. We got to feel Good. what's inside your heart. Business mentality. Yeah, we, we got yeah. we got your acumen down, I believe. But now okay. we're gonna find out who the real you is. Oh boy. In our okay. rapid fire section here. Oh, I'm ready. So, so you're I'm gonna, excited. You're gonna give us the answers that come to your mind. If you feel like expounding, please do. Yes, but can. for the most part, it's this or that, it's quick answers, you know. Do do whatever you got. Okay. So we're gonna kick you, we're gonna give you a softball here. Softball okay. answer. Mm-hmm. Flight or invisibility?
2: Uh, flight for sure.
0: Okay. See that? There you go. It's a simple softball. Put it on a tee for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Another,
1: another softball. Pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah,
0: you seem like a pineapple oh. on pizza guy. That's oh why I like it. Oh my god! You. Yes. Yeah. That's why yeah, I like it.
1: I put mango on
2: pizza before too, and that's oh, quite good. Okay. If you're looking to, if you're looking to expand your territory. Strange
0: oh. texture, I would imagine. Yeah. Mango has a very tough, you know. I don't know. Maybe it's just. When it's,
2: it, once it's once it's baked, it gets pretty soft. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're I mean, putting it in the.
0: Yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah, no, that's yeah, good. I mean, it's
2: softer than pineapple. Have you tried but... peaches?
0: Peaches sounds like it might be good.
2: I am not a peach fan, but I bet peach, to, okay. to the right All person right, right, it'd be yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's good. That, that, mm. Now good. That
2: you mentioned, though, apples on pizza, like, because cheese and apples is great, right? Cheese and apples oh, is
0: fantastic. Some brie and cheese. That's like a great, killer uh, combination. Brie and apples, you mean, not brie and cheese. Yes. Brie and apples, yes. Yeah.
2: Free and additional cheese.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich?
2: Uh, mm, No, I guess not. I mean, it's a hot dog.
1: Yes.
0: Okay.
2: See, he's not
1: a sociopath.
0: No, not a sociopath. <laughs> this is good. So far, so good, man.
1: Uh, Let's see. What is the dumbest way you've ever injured yourself? The dumbest way I've ever injured
2: myself? Uh. Way
1: i i mean i don't know i don't know
2: what qualifies as like i i mean i feel like every injury that i get is like a little bit has a little bit of stupidity associated with it right (laughs) like (laughs) um i have i have a chip on my tooth from let's see this not it's not stupid though okay wait what's like well, I'll tell you, the chip on my tooth was from, like, I, like, woke up in the middle of the night one time when I was in, like, high school, and I, like, like was, like, thrashing from a nightmare and, like, bumped my, like, head on the that's side of the bed. That's pretty stupid. That's pretty stupid. in the middle of the night. I guess it's stupid, right? You, I bet you got, I looked you really got a dumb. sleep
0: injury? Yeah, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, what? the most passive thing you could do in your life is sleep, and you hurt yeah. yourself. So, yeah, that's pretty I got, dumb. I got nice. to <laughs> do
1: you Do you recall what the nightmare was? No, and
2: I don't. I like never. I've never had something intense like that happen
1: to me again. Like
2: it's not like a normal thing. I just, yeah, I don't know.
1: Because I've had I've had a few night terrors, but I remember exactly what went on in those scenarios. Like it's like embedded in my brain forever.
2: Yeah, Mm. like yeah. Maybe the sad thing is it probably wasn't even that scary. I think it was just that I like fell off my. I like thrashed in just such a way and fell off the bed in just such a way from a not even scary thing. Right, that's not memorable. (laughs)
0: but my truth remembers (laughs) now that's why it's dumb yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um close your eyes and imagine the most lovely thing you could think of what is that thing
2: Uh, i imagine having like uh like a pina colada on a beach i guess which
0: is probably pretty basic that's pretty good though but that's very (laughs) that's very calming you know that is like
1: my drink of choice right there a nice pina colada on the beach no less there's a part
0: two to this question don't worry yeah it
1: came it came really fast
2: so i bet if i thought for a long time i'd think think of something way more overwrought. but that was that was the instant
1: answer yeah that's, that's paradise is it okay to sleep with your socks on no I mean oh, it's okay if personally it's personally <laughs> hurt by that. And he was it's, like, a, it's, a, it's, it's okay if you do, but don't don't make me. <laughs> like I don't I don't want to kink shame you, but no, I don't do that. Kind of <laughs> of shit. Not in my house. Okay.
0: <laughs> Part two of my previous question. Close your eyes. Okay. Picture the most horrifying thing you can. Mm. What is it?
2: Uh jeez. Some kinda some kind of I mean I think just puking in general probably to oh, be honest you you're not but a vomit puking, fan but puking something i guess particularly bad right like, yeah i guess what
0: was the, what, what was that movie andy where the, where the with, the with the with the uh cannibal dancer cannibal dancer the ballet right it was like a ballet camp and like she vomited the person's Why? hair
1: Am I blanking on this movie? That sounds like a really good movie.
0: Uh, I know, I know you <laughs> saw it, but that always freaks me the fuck out. Just oh, even I... thinking about that. Just okay.
1: Um, go ahead, Andy. You're you're your, your, your go. Go, go. Go into that later. Mm. <laughs> um, all right. So you're on the beach, Greg, and you've okay. had a few, oh, many okay. Nicoladas. Okay. What word best describes you when you're drunk?
2: Uh, I get. I'm. I'm quite friendly. Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm. I like
2: a friendly. Um, I'm 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 an I'm an energetic, friendly type for Mm. sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it just gets amped up more, until until I like crash.
0: Mm. Mysterious man in a business suit shows up at your door with a giant binder. Says, anything in this binder, any IP that's in this binder, you can make a game for. They slap God. the binder. They're like, we got it. We, It's yours. The IP is yours for one game. And you look at the title of the binder, and it's IP of my childhood. Of <laughs> Greg's childhood. What IP are you choosing from your childhood to make the next game for?
2: Uh, Pokemon. 100%. Wow. That was quick. I yes. like that. That's a great <laughs> answer. That's a great I, answer. If, uh, there's, there's no way that would let you do whatever you wanted with it. But if I could, I would. I would do some things. Oh no!
0: This this is a magic genie with a binder. Like he's like, you could do whatever you want. It's your IP for one game. Nobody tells you what to do.
1: That's the that's the choice for sure. Hell yeah! You should start a Pokemon fan game and do a pool as to how soon Nintendo shut your ass down. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um. So I was going to ask you what would your dream collaboration be if you could pick one okay. developer to work with on your next project. Does it have to be a game developer? Oh, anyone you could think okay. of. Anyone.
2: Uh, There's there with you. Man, I see wait. Okay, now I have to really think about that. Uh cuz I feel like oh my gosh. I feel like I would like I like spend so much time getting excited about random people that I would like love to work with, but then you actually ask the question it's like would i actually uh <laughs> i mean okay like there's there's kind of two sides okay this is the boring answer is that um like a working relationship with somebody is more than just like their talent so like even mm-hmm. though i might be a fan of someone's work it doesn't mean that i necessarily like you know that our work like we would actually work really well together and i right. find that i work really well with people i'm friends with that said uh i think it'd be really interesting to work with um i'll just i'm gonna pull this out but um the guy who draws one piece it's oda uh, oh, Okay. <laughs> interesting. All right. Actually, or, or the artist from for who does haiku actually? Okay. Um I'm not sure. familiar with that one. Yeah. They it's a it's a manga about volleyball. But anyway, the both both those artists. I mean, like in general, I find people who draw manga are like I I, I just admire so much of what they do because they do so much. Like their art is amazing, obviously, and their ability to like spin amazing stories and mm. like 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 every week and just be so creative. I think is really interesting. Yeah. And I I think it's really interesting to work with somebody who is just like that creative
0: <laughs> no that's 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 a great answer i, I, I love yep. it that, no that's a that's a really good answer um is is cereal and milk a soup hmm. no <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean like i don't really care but like i don't
0: think so. <laughs> yeah,
1: who am i to judge who I am i to love judge? like that layer of regret like oh, what was i just asked <laughs> <It's> Like, <laughs> no, of course it's not a soup <laughs> um what what is your favorite co-op game of all time oh man my favorite co-op game i don't what's a good co-op
2: game
0: battle is <laughs> over here no no it's not
2: <laughs> i feel yeah I, I can't actually recall playing a lot of co-op games that i i really loved which feels hmm Oh, yeah. Actually, Wilmot's Warehouse is a really good co-op game, shockingly. Um, we played that one. That's that's another Finji published game. But that one was like, a, I was like shocked. That was like, yeah. And that's been a while now since that game came out. But it's been a while since I had a good, a, any co-op experience that was as good as that one. Um, which, which game? Say that again. Yeah. Well, oh, Wilmot's Warehouse.
0: Wilmot's Warehouse. Yeah.
2: It, okay. It's, yeah, it's like, a, it's a game about organizing a warehouse. It's like just a 2D game game oh. it's like it's it's oh. quite it's quite simple but we like i i played it with alexis who we worked together on trickery as well and it's actually like an inspiration for like the fact that we included co-op in our game um but it's nice because it has a really good pace of like parts that are timed and parts that are completely untimed and free um
0: cool.
2: and it, it's like the the okay, okay i'm the basic like format of the game is like you have this big like it's just a top-down game of just boxes in a sure. huge warehouse you're just a little like square and you can push you can just move boxes around um and so you get deliveries people like you get just deliveries of just like boxes of stuff and the boxes are just like an icon of like a bird or a monkey or an apple or something you can move them wherever you want you can organize them however you want and that's like you, you spend as much time doing that as you want and then you start taking orders in this part's timed people come to you and they say hey i need 10 apples i need five birds i need 10 worms or whatever and you in the fastest time possible have to go and find tend that thing and give it to the person it's like it's like that simple um but as a co-op game it's like it's like a really and almost like it's it's really nice because the free like the free organization times like you get a lot of time to just discuss stuff with your your like fellow partner like as if you're solving a puzzle right you just and it's like a conversation it's totally open the question it's not like there's a the right answer it's not like somebody can say hey like this box has to go there or this has to go there it's like a you know, oh, do you think this apple should go with the lemons or with the oranges? Like, oh, does bird belong in the animal section or in the nature section? Like, whatever, right? Like, (laughs) like you, you get to like, you, you, so it's like, like, it's nice that way. And then when the deliveries come in, like, it's a lot of trust building. You're like, okay, I'm going to go get the worms. You got the lemons, like go grab that stuff. And like, what is that
1: person making? Yo, this game looks so fucking cute. I love it. I'm watching a video right now. Oh my God. I'm going to buy it. 15 yeah. bucks on steam do it boom
0: that's how you sell We're games you're I mean? welcome
1: Finchy. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's legitimately really good though it's a really good game
0: that's fantastic i think that's going to bring us to 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 the end here andy so do you want to give oh, our final ceremonial boy. final question oh
1: no yes I, I i don't like this part because it's been a really good show
0: it's an so, excellent show
1: <laughs> a lot of fun
0: but i learned a lot today
1: all good things must come to an end Indeed. and this is the perfect question to ruin everyone's time. <laughs> <response. laughs> so Greg, it's a simple question. I would say simple in its structure and its choice, but deep and complex in its ramifications and consequences. I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and the question is <clears throat> Andy or Steven?
2: Oh, well. Huh. I, I mean, sure I can see can. Andy's face, so
0: fucking kid. <laughs> Every time, man. Every single time.
1: See, even fix your shit, so we cannot give them that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that's I un, if I unplug and plug
0: in that camera again to try and get it to connect, I'm gonna lose everything. All that's the cameras are gonna stop. The microphone's yeah. gonna stop because my computer <laughs> is literally held together by duct tape. It's. It, we're trying to figure it out, folks. But, I mean,
2: I can I can promise that I'm I'm gonna find some bullshit reason to. I'll you look at something in your background or something. To right. It, right. Because I don't know. I can't value you as people. You both seem really nice. I have it, a cat T-shirt
0: <laughs> on where the cat is wearing a bandana across its face, like both a COVID quarantine mask and that he's a little robber gonna rob a train. That's wow. Well, cute, that sounds. Right?
2: It sounds really good.
0: Yeah. But I mean, really I don't know. For, you
2: you could be lying to me, right? Because I don't know you that well. That was well. pretty I, specific. And, well, but you could, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Very well rehearsed
1: also.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. If you like what you are watching here, please hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our, our podcast feeds and spread it with your friends, please. Tell everybody you, you think it's hard to get people to notice a game. Try a podcast <laughs> where there's like 50,000 of those put every up every hour. We love to interview developers. We love to know about indie indie games, the ins and outs of it. And we cannot do it without of all, all of your support. And if you want to support us with your hard earned money, just one dollar helps us out. And you can go to patreon.com slash NDS podcast. And we want to thank our three Patreon producers who have been keeping this train a going. And that's FNH Paul Colton, the apprentice Nestler and Vegas girl on fire. Remember all of our Patreon producers get a shout out every single show. So thank you so much guys for doing that. Uh, we love you very, very much. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, I'm at Batchild. Andy's at Pants Guy. Our show is at Dual Underscore Screens. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash Podcasts. Greg, where can everybody follow you? Where could everybody follow Chicory? And anything else you want to plug, that was the time.
2: I am at the Bonov on Twitter. Um, and my website is greg.style. Uh, and if you want to look up Chicory stuff, then yeah, I would just Google search Chicory A Colorful Tale. Uh, it's at Chicory on Twitter and chicorygame.com. Um, and yeah we're available on steam for windows and mac and playstation 5 and playstation 4
0: so Mm -hmm. ooh, baby get it out those high those high textures those next gen chicory Mm -hmm. textures those colorful textures and now with ray tracing (laughs) now with ray tracing indeed (laughs) thank you andy thank you greg thank you listeners thank you viewers and as always please be Ah. excellent to each other